Welcome to the Convene podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Miltite. In this show, we're talking about telecommuting. The number of Americans that works from home has leapt 100% during the last 10 years, and the trend looks set to continue. We have advice from a meetings executive who works remotely full time. I think you need to think about your work style as well as your lifestyle. I think the kind of energy you thrive off is really important. And a professor of management who studied what your presence at the office can signify. Just being seen at work during normal work hours is related to perceptions of dependability and reliability. Coming up, the pros and cons of telecommuting. Convene Magazine is published by PCMA, the Professional Convention Management Association, and it offers fresh perspectives on meetings and events. You can find Convene online at pcmaconvene.org. Karen Malone is Vice President of Meetings and Sales for HIMSS, the Healthcare Information Management and Systems Society. She's been with the organization for almost 20 years, and she used to live and work in Chicago. But her commute from the suburbs was an hour and a half each way. She was getting tired of it, especially having to waste so much time on the train. So she started off working from home one day a week. Then it went to two, then three. Finally, about a year ago, she and her husband moved to Tennessee, and she now works from home full time. I got her on the phone at her home office. She says the change was an adjustment, but not a hard one. For me, it's very easy because I'm pretty much a routine type of person. So I found that I would keep the same schedule as if I was going to the office. I would get my coffee in the morning every day. She'd run out, get it, come back and settle down to work. She tries to take a proper lunch but admits it's usually a pretty short break. And she says having a dedicated workspace, an actual office at home, is helpful. In fact, at her organization, that's the rule. To do this, you must have a dedicated space. No working at the kitchen table. What has been the difference between working remotely and working at the office? I mean, what, I mean, there are the obvious things, like you don't have your colleagues around you. But what are the things that perhaps we don't think about, those of us who don't do it all the time? The really funny thing is it definitely is a lifestyle change for me, but the biggest, um, one of the biggest changes is, is the lack of exercise. I don't get as much of exercise because I'm not commuting back and forth. I used to walk quite a bit to get to, to the office. Or I would walk, to, you know, walk a little bit to go outside and grab a bite to eat for lunch and things like that. So the lack of exercise is, is definitely something that um, has been a bit of a challenge for me. So what I've done to address that is because one of the benefits of being home-based is that I gain more time in the day. I'm not wasting 90 minutes each way commuting. Therefore, I take that time and I've joined a, a gym, a health club. She heads there at the end of the day. But it's not just less moving around that took some getting used to. There's the whole other people thing. You mentioned, you know, with the colleagues in the office, but also the lack of interaction with colleagues outside the office. Um, the the meetings and the social interactions and lunch activities and things like that that I would partake in when I was in the office and in the city. So what I try and do now is when I, I come to Chicago every four to six weeks to meet with my staff, and when I do that, I try to also schedule time with our suppliers so that I can have face time with them as well and colleagues in the industry. 
I mean, you said you're a routine person, you're self-disciplined. Would you say that it's really important to have those traits before you embrace this as a new work style? Yeah, absolutely. I think you need to think about your work style as well as your lifestyle. I think the kind of energy you thrive off is really important. Frankly, if I didn't have the amount of travel that I have and the opportunity to have the level of face time that I have with my staff and other colleagues, I would find this work environment very challenging for me because I do feed off and thrive off of the energy of face-to-face interaction. She says it's important to consider that aspect of your personality as well as how disciplined you are before you make the switch. And that did make me wonder... Have you ever encountered anyone in your work who has started telecommuting and then realized, oh, this isn't right for me, I'm going to go back to the office? I I actually do. I know of someone in in our office that was working full-time telecommuting and now is back in the office three days a week because she found that it was hard for her to really focus while she was working at home. She just found that she could focus much better and she needed that office interaction. Interaction isn't only good for you socially, it's also good for your career. Kim Ellsbach is a professor of management at the Graduate School of Management at UC Davis. One of the areas she looks at is how perception works at the office. So what we found in a study of FaceTime in um, corporate office context is that just being seen at work during normal work hours you know, no interaction required, no knowledge of what you're actually doing, but just merely being seen passively is related to perceptions of dependability and reliability. In other words, you're seen as dependable and reliable just because you're there. You could be doing your weekly grocery shop online for all your manager knows, but your mere presence leaves the impression that you're a good worker. And she says these beliefs, they're totally unconscious, but they can influence bosses' behavior. And moreover, we found that if you're seen at the office outside of normal work hours, you know, early in the morning, late at night, on the weekends, in addition to those perceptions, you get credit for being committed and dedicated. And those kinds of perceptions are um, important to being promoted into managerial positions, um, the perception that you're, you're highly committed and dedicated to the organization which sounds a bit worrying if you work from home. One of the conclusions of her research, that employees who work remotely may get lower performance evaluations, smaller raises, and fewer promotions, which sounds pretty awful. Yeah, it it does. Um, And again, it's unconscious on the part of the observer, but what happens is in a lot of performance evaluation metrics, there will be subjective trait measures like um, is Ashley a good uh, team player? Is she display leadership capabilities? Does she show commitment to her work? And those kind of subjective ratings are highly susceptible to this what we call FaceTime bias that we're going to rate you higher on those kinds of things because we've seen you a lot. We don't know really why we think you're more reliable, dependable, committed, and dedicated, but the end result is that that we have those perceptions because we've seen you at work a lot. 
And although Kim's research hasn't looked at what actually happens or doesn't with promotions, other research has. One study was carried out on China's biggest travel agency. It found remote workers were promoted at half the rate of their colleagues in the office. I spoke to Karen Malone about this. I asked, has any of this come into play for you? She said, not at all. I have several staff, as well as myself, that work full-time. We're home office-based. And I find that we're much more focused and accessible. And as a matter of fact, I uh, just promoted my director of exhibit services to senior director of exhibit services just about a month ago. So we do not really find that promotions are impacted whatsoever because of a work-home environment. As a matter of fact, I think staff work very well with it, and we find that productivity has increased. And just to be clear, that director she promoted also works at home. Karen says her own supervisor is also based out of the home office, and she thinks it makes a difference that she does get out and about because of her job. Fortunately, in the type of the line of work that we do in the hospitality industry, I travel a lot. I had 24 trips last year. I believe I have 22 budgeted for this year. So I find that um, I have plenty of opportunity to get out and have face time with my supervisor and or my staff. She says so far her home setup has more pluses than minuses. First of all, I think my staff, my colleagues, my supervisor, everyone will say I'm much more accessible. I'm here, I'm in my home-based environment, office-based environment. When I was in the, our Chicago office, I would often be you know, running from meeting to meeting here and there and back and forth. Now I'm taking all of my conference calls and meetings in my home office. And if I see another call come in, I can quickly respond to it or reply to it on another line or through email. So I, I multitask a lot. In a good way. She says she's gained so much time back, and she loves that. She can also breeze through projects because she has fewer distractions. And one more thing. She got this advice from a colleague, and she really likes it. She says you do lose that everyday how's-the-family kind of chit-chat when you're not physically in the office. So she makes sure when she talks to her direct and indirect reports, she does a bit of that on the phone, just so they know she still cares about their lives and it's not all business. Kim Ellsbach of UC Davis agrees the shift to telecommuting can be a boon not just to individuals, but to society as a whole. I think, in general, that telework and uh, it is good in many, many ways. It, it reduces stress. It improves productivity in many jobs. It's better for the environment. There's all kinds of benefits from it. So I you know, don't want to see it go away, but I think you know, buyer beware. You have to know that there are potential downsides for you in your career, depending on your situation, depending on the way you're evaluated and how you compare to other people at work. And um, it's to your benefit to be aware of those potential risks so that you can head them off. So she says if you do have the opportunity to work from home, Sit down with your boss first and talk about how you'll communicate and how your work will be evaluated. That's the Convene podcast for this time. There'll be another show soon. If you have any feedback on the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can shoot an email to convenepodcast at pcma.org. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening.